0: Welcome back to the Nationally Syndicated Price of Business Show. I'm your host, Kevin Price, talking to you about you and your business. Well, let's face it, space has really become all of our business. What well, was something of, uh, no pun intended, pie-in-the-sky proposition back in the 1960s has expanded uh, over the decades with great implications in all things regarding science, uh, business, uh, you name it. Uh, the list is health. The list is huge. Um, recently, I interviewed John M. here on the program. Uh, he is an entrepreneur, uh, businessman, extraordinaire, who also was an astronaut and really a thought leader when it comes to STEM and also what they call STEAM uh, education uh, science, science, technology, engineering, arts, and
1: math. Yes, I think that's STEAM. Is that right, John? <clears throat> That's right, and even lately, Kevin, they're throwing a D on the end, which I like for for design. So now it looks like we're all all the way up to steamed.
0: There you go with to steamed, which is what I am often these days when I watch the news. I'm steamed, but no, uh, you you guys are using it in a good way. I, I like that, John. Let's talk a little bit about uh, first of all your story, your business, and what led you to going out of uh, out of
1: this world to outer space. Talk about that. Yeah, well, thanks, and it's it's great to be back on with you, Kevin. Thank you. Uh, well, the uh, you know, it, space led me to space. I fell in love with space when I was eight years old during the Gemini missions. We just loved to follow the the astronauts. You know, space was such a big thing then, and it's back with us today, uh, even bigger in many ways because now private people and commercial entities can actually go to space. You can actually design and request a space mission today. It's so so exciting today. Yeah, you can,
0: uh, if you've got the ability to pay for it, you can do that. And, uh, for a lot of entrepreneurs, people think, oh, that's just, uh, you know, pure, pure fun, pure entertainment. Uh, Rich- Really, uh, the implications are huge, and the potential in the other areas are huge, but it often starts with that uh, initial voyage, and so I think this is really important, uh, in fact. Talk a little bit about, um, you, you mentioned a project that you were involved in that was in launch stage that has uh, officially gone to the uh, next level, a very important project that is supportive of and encouraging of uh, young people to
1: learn more about STEAM. Uh, talk about that. Uh, that's right, Kevin. You know the uh, just like when I was ten years old and had a dream of going to space. You know, if someone had helped me understand how to get there, I would have probably been an astronaut at a much earlier age. Um, but the school systems, you know, in the in the '60s, were not designed to foster such an exotic dream. So today, uh, I'd like to help change that. So, following space, the space flight, I use that mission to develop a series of videos to help show kids what it's like to be in space and how real it is and how, how it compares to life on Earth, that it's, that, it's, that it's just another way of existing and doing things. So we did this through a, a new foundation that we just launched, the Purside Foundation, like the meteor shower. Um, Pursides were first shown to me by my mother when I was growing up, and I've been in love with them since. So we launched a series of videos. They're they're available to educators now uh, at persidefoundation.org under the resources tab. And you can download and use these in classrooms and develop conversations with kids about space. It's fun.
0: This is all very dynamic. When you were on just, what, a month ago, maybe a month and a half ago, I went to that website and it said under construction or something like that. Uh, I looked at it uh, uh, in
1: anticipation of visiting with you today, and, man, this is phenomenal. What a great resource it's become already. Yeah, we're, we're going to continue to flesh it out with more and more tools, but we want educators to understand that that vision and some some message is already in their students. Each and every one of them have an idea of who they are and what they want to be. We just have to help uncover it. And one way to do that is a, is to create conversations. So space is so exciting for kids. We've learned that through multiple ways. They love it themselves. Uh, they may not need to be an astronaut, but they may want to be a researcher or a re- an engineer or a graphics designer or a communicator about there's so many careers. It's, I can't sit still thinking about it, really. There are so many careers coming available in the new world of taking humanity to space. I'm excited.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Talk about the uh, videos that you have. Uh, I, I love them. They're, absol- they're, they're engaging, they uh, capture the attention, and uh, they're designed in such a way. I, I've only had a chance to look at a couple. I certainly will explore them all. They look like they're made for th- elementary age, maybe up through middle school. Uh, kids. I could be wrong on that, uh, but they're the kind that looks like that the kid's going to have a blast with them, and if they're not careful, they might learn something.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, well, they were made for the kid and all of us, you know. So, you know, starting at 8 to 12 is a prime age. So we did 16 different topics about life in space. You know, some are, are have a physics angle about momentum, as an example. You know, some are about just how we use the toilet in space and how we eat, what we wear, how we dress, um, just everyday things so that a 10-year-old or whoever can compare how they do something on Earth to how we do it in space. And they can contrast that, and then hopefully they can actually see themselves doing that. And the teacher can use this as a conversation to develop their, her, her, his or her own curriculum uh, lesson plan around something that they want to talk about relating to these videos. So that's our hope is that they're used well in classrooms and excite the kids. Yeah, absolutely. Talk about uh, what what you envision
0: uh, for the foundation. What are some of the objectives uh, besides the the video education. I I know you have a a group of programs already in development. Uh, Kind of give us a panoramic uh, of those and uh, what you see uh, coming up in that direction.
1: Yes, uh, Perside was uh, founded for the object of supporting STEM curriculum development in some select schools in here through Appalachia, where I grew up, starting in Appalachia, but we, we work globally. We have some relationships in Ireland and Portugal and Germany as an example. But we uh, are fostering the development of the curriculum, helping the teachers understand how to apply this. We are also working uh, in mindset culture training where we have um, helping teachers understand how to language to students to develop a strong learning culture. You know, Kevin, in many ways, it doesn't matter what the curriculum is. It matters how we teach the curriculum. So we have a, a relationship with multiple uh, entities right now. We uh, have a, a strong relationship with MIT to, with their outreach programs so that we can give children a target to outreach programs and a place to plan to go you know, if they want to be a strong researcher. We have a relationship we're working on for the University of Texas in behavioral sciences to help our teachers understand some of these learning practices to develop a growth mindset culture within the classroom so that the teacher and the students have direct relationships and a trust where the student can, can show, not be afraid to say, I don't know how to do this. And the teacher yeah. can extend direct line. Yeah, that's great, uh, and of course, Appalachian. I, I I
0: love the fact that you target that area. You know, and unfortunately, for uh, much of U.S. history, it's been a backdrop of perpetual uh, multi multi generational poverty. Um, that uh, you know, how many how many political candidates have stomped through there for photo opportunities? And uh, it's, it's exciting to see that uh, you're using it and that you're pursuing it for something so much more.
1: Well, I grew up there, so I know the the drill, uh, but I also know there are lots of bright minds in many of these um, underserved schools. Um, If we only change the belief structure within the classroom, within students, within the families, that they do belong and they are capable and they are accepted and that they can exercise the learning extent to find out what they want to be in life, that's huge. So, We put a a strong STEM component on top of that, then we actually give them things that are exciting to learn, teach them how to learn, and learning is fun. I'm thrilled by the chance to be a part of that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, there's some really old sayings that uh, we
0: still say today because they're true, or at least partially true. One of my favorites, you know, goes back to Solomon thousands of years ago, as a man thinketh, so is he. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, that is a really, really profound uh, concept. And, uh, you know, where you're raised environmentally wise, where you're, uh, you know, how your parents approach things, all those things have a profound impact on how one says they are or who one says they are. And uh, I, I think that uh, I, I love that focus on more. I guess you would almost call it expansive thinking.
1: Yeah, uh, exactly. It's you know, in order to expand your thinking, you have to find the thing that you're interested in, uh, and you know, have a relationship with a teacher or a school that uh, you're comfortable opening up to. You know, it's you know, in, a, in in some cultures, you know, being of a fixed mindset, you don't want to share your deficiencies. Students are afraid to say, "Oh, I don't know." They look they might look bad in front of a cute girl sitting next door or to, you know, someone else in class. But if we can teach them that it's okay and that not knowing is a learning opportunity and the teachers can teach to that, then we can find out what the student really is interested in and teach to that. And and once a student is interested, then the learning will take care of itself. We just have to provide yes. an opportunity.
0: Yeah, I, and I, I, what I love about what you do, and it is very tactical and not just merely listening or reading, is that, uh, you know, again, they are in the process. It's immersive. And, you know, again, the best best learning happens when they don't even realize they are learning, <laughs> yeah, at least yeah, until yeah. they get passionate about it. You know, and next thing, once they get passionate about what they've learned through fun,
1: yet you won't be able to stop them from wanting to learn more. Oh, that would, that would be wonderful, wouldn't it, if we, if we found that we were behind the students <laughs> and that they were trying to outpace us, which they are. You know, I, I, tell the, I, I tell the teacher groups that I meet with that we're on a 60-mile-an-hour highway. We're, we're driving the bus 40 miles an hour. The students can drive this highway at 70 or 80. Uh, so why are we driving their bus, holding them back? Uh, let's bring our, our teaching levels, our understanding, and our development skills up a bit to accelerate to their level because they're capable. You know, they are absolutely capable. It, 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 we're, we're not just running words. We're putting uh, our time and our money where it counts. We're investing with the schools to help them expand staff and programs by bringing in outside resources to, to get them on the move. The next few years are going to be terribly exciting for us. Yeah, absolutely. So
0: one program you have
1: fully blown and going, if you
0: will, is the Space Art and Poetry Contest. Explain that real quick and maybe some dates that are going to be coming up that you want listeners to be aware of.
1: Yeah, well, uh, we're going to repeat the Space Art and Poetry contest next year in uh, coordination with the USS National Lab. Um, we're in process of handling that now where we will review that. We had 900 submissions last year for Space Art and Poetry, which blew us away. So we want that to happen again. Um, we're working with MIT to develop several space initiatives for the classroom uh, with their outreach department and with the Space Exploration Initiative, part of the MIT Media Lab's. Uh, at MIT, where uh, our students will have a chance to build mock uh, CubeSats and also collaborate with, with other students of the same grades in other countries as a collaborative unit building the same project kind of like one school would be mission control, one school would be research and development, and one school might be engineering, and they come together periodically and report. And this, this will create such a collaborative environment and teach students to work together and to rely on their own strengths and also the strengths of others. Yeah, I love that. Two others
0: that are coming soon, programs, Growth Mindset and Outreach. You've, you've talked a little bit about the uh, Growth Mindset, uh, elaborate on what that
1: program is going to be. Look, what it's going to look like as, as is, is uh, developed. Well, we're we're in we're in a conversation at this very moment with um, a, a group, the Behavior Development Group at uh, University of Texas in Austin, that is going to work with us directly uh, with our teachers to be sure each and every teacher understands uh, the correct placement of what growth mindset is. How good learning culture can be developed within the, their classroom with their students, because in, in a lot of ways the, the teachers are the gatekeeper here, and if they they control what is arrives in front of the student, and they language that every day, so it's very subtle, Kevin. You know, it, uh, any of us can say the right or wrong thing to a young person eight, ten, twelve years old. And how they receive that can switch them on or switch them off. So today's behavioral learning sciences are showing us that belief structures and a support structure that failure is is good. It can be a good tool. Uh, Not knowing is an opportunity. Um, How to teach and reward performance. Uh, or I'm sorry, reward effort, not result. Effort. You know, we yeah, absolutely. Reward effort. We don't want to give a participation trophy. We wanna, we want to reward you for your effort, and then show you how to do it better, and give you a chance even to redo it. You know, if it's a matter of a grade, it's just not a one shot. You're done. Um, yeah. In some, in a lot of classrooms, we want to teach that hey, you tried really hard. You know, I'm going to give you another opportunity to rethink this, and let's do it again. Uh, yes. And that will show a student that trying and putting in the effort, you know, is where it's at. And throughout life, not just here, but throughout life.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, and uh, the best, uh, well, sometimes the most important value of the effort is the failure, because you're learning from that. Uh, nothing else you 're learning to continue and to persist and to be resilient even when you do fail by far the you know if, if when you, if we focus only on success or even primarily on success, kids are going to learn to develop stuff that only develop stuff that they 're good at and they 're not going to be brave and they 're not going to want to do more they 're not going to want to uh, push the envelope as a cliche goes uh, and that uh, that 's a tragedy instead the focus should Heavily, great teachers, great parenting should be heavily on the effort and really focus on how consensual the task was. And even though it crashed and burned, you did it. You tried. (laughs) And uh, that is so esteemable. And uh, that that seems to be a little bit of a hard sell in our current culture, Uh, but I think that's the direction we should go.
1: It is, you know, one of one of the things we've learned here recently through through these studies is that some of the worst things you can tell a student is, "Wow, you're really smart, man! You are really good at this." Uh, we we in the past we thought we were encouraging them, but what we what we're telling them when we say those things is is that's a good thing that you are that way, and they take that on and they tend to want to protect that. And their first mechanism to protect that image of themselves in front of everyone is to not dare do anything that might take that away, so yes, sir. Um, immediately they stop taking chances, and that's where the learning will stop um, so and that's called a fixed mindset they just want to they just want to hide in that bubble of perception that they are great, they are smart, and they won't won't take a chance for any reason that might that might make them look different than that. so we've got to remove that. And the teachers are the key in the classroom. That's why we want to develop a growth mindset learning culture in the school. That's our big effort now.
0: Yep. And so as we begin to, again, wrapping it up uh, really quick now, uh, talk real quickly, uh, final thoughts on your outreach efforts. What's that going to look like?
1: Well, you know, again, you know, with, uh, with the great help of institutes like MIT and the ISS National Labs, they're giving us programs that can we can take students and go visit their sites, see their programs, participate with them in some of their programs. MIT has offered that our students can actually engage with some of their classroom activities at the MIT level and act as you know, followers and replicators of some of the actions that their grad students are undertaking. So they can mimic those and participate in parallel. Um, uh, During the summer, there are lots of internships that we want students to see and recognize that they have a future if they choose to go that way to become um, uh, a, a student of science, a student of art, a student of mathematics, and learn to have a target like like to MIT or Stanford or UT, Tech, University of Texas, uh, to places to go. When I was growing up, we did not have those goals. So we want to provide that. That's a goal to students.
0: Absolutely, John. Always love having you on. Look forward to having you on again. I, I hope your team lets my team know uh, when uh, when you've got another event coming up, another announcement, uh, because uh, this is so crucial uh, for, uh, for people today. Uh, Operation and future ones. John Schaffner, our guest, astronaut entrepreneur, uh a real passionate uh believer in the importance of education, and thanks for being with us, sir,
1: also to be here, Kevin, thank you. look forward to it yeah, and get that website by the way, I'm not sure if you gave that. Yes, sir. It's persidefoundation.org, P-E-R-S-E-I-D, foundation, like the meteor shower. Uh, And you can go to the resources tab and find our videos that Kevin was mentioning. um, And stay tuned for uh, more material. Absolutely. I'm Kevin Price. This is The Price
0: of Business. Stay tuned for more after this.